Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello, hello. 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 Hi, Jeremy. Hey, guys. Yeah, so we are still in studio here and um, reduced to the two of us in here driving each other crazy. No. You are driving me crazy. Uh, just a little bit. I tell you, okay, here's the hard. Okay, guys, listeners, the, one of the hardest things of being stuck in the house with my husband is he has acquired a taste for something called corn beef hash. And it is the most disgusting looking, smelling thing ever. And it comes in a can and he heats it up and then he'll cook other stuff to go on top of it. And I'm telling you right now, like if you have never seen it, it looks like dog food. I I don't, I mean, I don't get it. And it smells gross. It looks gross. And I am forced to stay in the house with this I did, awful smell. I did get a text message from a friend who listens to our podcast and said, I've already said this. You've already brought up the, the oh. corned beef, but I appreciate well, that, That's how bad it is. I appreciate it because you've actually explained with enthusiasm how much you dislike it. Tell, tell me what the person And I'm said. so pleased sitting here watching you get excited about it. Why? So, because- this- this sh- this should make you feel horrible that you put me through this pain. And this is a newly acquired taste. Yes, it's- yes. He has he before quarantine. He did not eat this. Like so, I don't know. You, how did this happen, Mike? He went he went to Aldi. <laughs> so we were out of eggs, and we couldn't find any eggs in Kroger. And we have a friend who works at Aldi, and he's like, oh, "We have eggs." So. We run to Aldi for the first time. We've never shopped there. And as he goes in by himself, because I sit in the car, so there's no point of us both going into the grocery store. So we're trying to say, okay, we're going in, but only him, blah, blah, blah. And he goes to get eggs. And before you know it, he comes out with this can of corned beef hash. I'm like, what is this? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It is the, okay, so what does your friend say? Please tell me they don't like it. What did they say? My friend said, Mike, I agree. Corned beef hash is... And he actually put the emoticon bomb. Like it's the bomb. That that gag. I don't get it. I don't understand this. Anyway, so someone. Have you tried it, Shona? No, and I will not. Because the smell of it in itself makes me want to vomit. I don't even think I could get it close to my mouth. The texture is even worse. No, Jeremy, wait until you see it. It literally looks like dog food. Okay, so we went. We didn't even have this. I'm going to go try some. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, poor Lynn. I need to give her a heads up or do She's it. Always when... shopping at Aldi. Ugh. Ugh. It's in a All can. Right. It's so probably, let, can, let, let me, let me answer Jeremy's questions on this. So it's not a newly found taste. Ultimately it it, it is. Cause in I, our home eh. and our marriage, you have never eaten that before since we've been mm. married. Can you even order it at a restaurant? Yes, actually. And it's different on a skillet than it is, I'm you know, sure. on a pan or in the microwave. Anyway, it's very good. A lot of people eat it with ketchup. I put four fried eggs on top of it. I want people it to is, not, to, not to mistake this as as hash browns. This is not hash browns. It's corned beef hash, which means like it's what what is it? Well, you said it was dog food. Would it, you actually it like to? Literally, looks like dog. <laughs> so no. Anyway, technically, what it is it like hash browns. It has potatoes, but then it also has beef, corned beef in a can. Hash. In a can. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's so gross. Is it? Okay. I'm, I'm going to give it a try. I'll give you guys Don't. Don't. Because even if you do like it, like, ew. Like, don't. I mean, why? 
All right. So I uh, can you see Jeremy eating that type of food with his um his uh sparkling water? Topico. <laughs> Is it Topachico? Surely that's not gonna yeah. be a good combo. Okay, yeah. well that's just one of our many little uh things. No, you have to corn eat corned beef hash and drink ginger ale. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Anyway, anyway, it is it is good. So after that four minute rant on my yeah. wife's hatred for corned beef hash, for the record, though, I haven't really cooked it that much well, what because have I, done? have I done anything in this quarantine state that has annoyed you? So what are we talking about today? No, oh, I'm just kidding. no honestly, uh, anything yeah. come to mind? Yeah. Like what? What have I done? I'm yeah. like putting it out there. Go ahead. No, yeah, no, I'll, I'll I'll help you put it out there. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, uh, I no. mean, I can't imagine how you could think of anything. But um, <laughs> yeah, beans beans were were stuck on the annoyance of food choice. Oh, when I eat chips. Yes. Oh, you when you eat chips. To any of those people out there who understand what it's like to eat next to somebody who eats chips, so you automatically don't like the moment because of the chips and the sound and the crunch. What makes it even more unbearable <laughs> is. First off, anyway, go ahead. You, I do it with my mouth closed. You, you wanted me to put it out there, so I'm gonna put it all out okay, there. Okay, go ahead. I like sun chips, by the way. That's my chip of choice. Go okay. Ahead. So my version of it mm -hmm. is there's a difference between choosing to close your mouth after you begin to eat the chip, and then there's the the initial <laughs> I'm going to It's the first bite. My mouth is open. It's a big chip. I got to just do at least one crunch and then my mouth is closed after that. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't actually. It the, the sound quality makes absolutely no sense. So <laughs> So I mean, I'm telling you Jeremy like I I I'll forget about it and I'm just eating a peanut butter sandwich. I'll grab my sun chips, such a good combo and um and he'll be sitting there and I tell you what, he gets I mean, he like runs out of the room. He can't stand it so bad. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm so sorry. And then I'll be like, no, 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 I'll put my chips to the side. I'd rather you be in here than I had to eat put chips. I'll, I'm actually willing to sacrifice my chips for you. And you're like, no, 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 no. forget Well, that. I don't want you to forego your enjoyment of chips because I have an annoyance with sound and chewing. So, you know, we compromised. But for the record, this particular incident that you're referring to, I went to the room, which unfortunately is really close to our family room. So you still heard the chip? Oh, I heard it. I put headphones in. <laughs> I am not that loud. It's it's Michael. It's not that you're so loud. I'm just extremely sensitive. Yeah. Okay. Let, put like it back that. on me. Yeah, put it back okay. on me. I'm totally cool. So I don't want you to change your enjoyment of the chip. I'll just remove myself. I'm cool with that. But let me finish. You say enjoyment like I'm sitting there like in this Oh, the way you're crunching, you're like I I don't I don't you're so content with that chip and that crunch, you probably wouldn't want to be anywhere else we in the world. We have defined our heightened senses. Mine is smell and Michael's is But I do just want to finish the ridiculous nature think, in which that you know. I no you you got to riff a little bit on your okay. hatred for my corned beef hash. So, lastly, and then we will definitely get into the point of this podcast. <laughs> I don't like I can just for the record, I can bear it when you're eating, when your mouth is closed, but like you do, like if you took three chips, two chips in their entirety, you chew with your mouth open. Like if you were to consolidate that, that total time, um, you like chew with your mouth open <laughs> and then you just like keep chewing. And I'm like, and what, what my wife's talking about is like, before I leave the room, I typically give her this like awkward, like I'm staring at her. Like, cause I want her to feel my stare. And she's like, Oh wait, he knows that. I'm, oh, I'm doing it. Let me make it more ridiculous. Let me extend. So what are you saying? That I like, I, I do 
when I know that I'm annoyed. Oh, you're thoroughly enjoyed when I'm, yeah. Anyway, all that to say. First off, I'm eating one chip at a time, so I don't know why you said two chips. No, I said out of eating like three chips. I am a lady and I eat one chip at a time. All right. For the record, I wasn't saying you literally shove three chips in your mouth. I'm saying a chip back to back, like one chip, two chip, three chip. I'm saying out of three chips, two of those three chips are actually open mouth chewing. Is what no, I'm saying. Only yeah. the first bite. Only the first bite. <laughs> okay. And then right. it's closed. Well, it's your off. story. You can tell it however That's you want true. to. That's very uh, true. But my version is well, uh, definitely it, full of more annoyance yeah. for sure. Yeah. So well, there's there's those things. I'm sure there's more things that we could talk about in quarantine state. So but. yeah, hashtag COVID life has been very interesting at yeah. home, and um, it but you know it's uh, it's revealed a lot of things. So Jerry, anyway. what about you? You and Lynn doing anything to annoy each other? Well, you know. Lynn, because she's working in a COVID unit, we are not, we don't interact a ton. (laughs) Yeah. She's in her hospital room and you stay in yours. She's kind of in her little space. And yeah. Where's the nurse station? We do do see each other, but we're just not, we're not around each other a ton. Yeah. Unfortunately. So at least you guys are getting to enjoy the annoyance of each other. (laughs) That's a good point, Jeremy. Thank you for that. But tell Lynn, thank you for just her service being a nurse out there. I can't imagine how tough and exhausting it must be right now. Yeah, absolutely. And podcast family, just keep her in your prayers. Mm -hmm. My prayer every day is that as she's going into the hospital, that she'll just be an instrument of God's love for people that really can't have visitors or anything like that. So yeah. Yeah, man, that's powerful ministry. Yeah. So tough. Definitely. Definitely. A, a time of ministry for sure always but yes for those who are alone right now knowing that yeah. people are having babies even and their spouses and kids can't co- oh my gosh I can't, I can't even imagine mm-hmm. I, I had clients who um, his daughter delivered their first grandchild this week and nobody could be there with her mm-hmm. that's so tough right yeah yeah well um on another note we uh hopefully you've enjoyed the the previous uh, podcast that we've put out there we just i think wrapped up one that was about one another scriptures and uh, i just we just wanted to provide a bonus episode today just to talk about um assessments and counseling in the counseling room or uh, maybe church leaders are using it from a ministerial team like the team you know Mm -hmm. to evaluate leadership in the church and things like that but um at abc we have have a resource page and we have uh, assessments, really a lot of them. I haven't even counted how many we have, but it's definitely over 20. And then it's even breaking, broken out in categories. So like where it might just be um, an assessment on anger or bitterness or one for children, communication, honesty, idolatry, intimacy, money, parenting, sex, spiritual life, substance abuse, womanhood. It's just all these different categories. And, and this only will continue to grow and expand. But, you know, really, Jeremy, you're the one who's set the tone for this and created a lot of this material. And so I thought maybe this would be a great time for you just to encourage all those who's listening, kind of what, what's the, the heart and purpose behind the assessment. Um, and then really what's the best way for us to utilize this um, in, in the body of believers? Yeah. So again, we want to emphasize that one of the one of the primary objectives of the Association of Biblical Counselors is not only that we're providing excellent training through our certification process, but that we're also providing members with effective tools to basically help them within the counseling process. And the cool thing about our 
our particular association is you don't have to go to Amazon and buy a particular book that we put out necessarily. You can just go right on our website and go to our resources and there you will find probably a hundred plus different uh, handouts that you can use. And one of those handouts, and you can just download it, print it, and hand it to your counselee right in session. And one of those are these assessments. And the idea behind the assessments is a lot of times, definitely we can gather great data through our counseling interview and, and good questioning and things of that nature. But what these assessments do is they, they gather some da- data fairly quickly and very easily. A lot of times a, a pastor or maybe a, a lay counselor might think they have to have exceptional training to use an assessment. But the ABC assessments are very easy to use. You need no training whatsoever. Uh, they are all written in what we would call a Likert scale form. And a Likert scale is basically just rating, for example, one to 10, one being strongly disagree uh, to 10 being strongly agree. And so one of our assessments is an anxiety assessment. So you would basically just print this off and give it to a counselee and they're going to be giving subjective ratings. It's not an objective test. It's subjective. It's their own perspective. It's how they're feeling or what they're thinking. And so they would rate things like, I'm not afraid of death. And they would rate that one to 10. Uh, I'm never fearful for no apparent reason. I'm not afraid of being alone. I do not have things I'm specifically afraid of, like flying or elevators or closed spaces. And there are probably 18 to 25 questions on each of our assessments, those kind of questions. And so you just simply, you can even have an intake process and you notice that the person has filled out their intake form and one of their issues is anxiety. You could even give this assessment to them prior to their first meeting. Uh, they could just in five minutes go through this in the waiting room or, or wherever uh, they're they're waiting to meet you. And this be- can become a, just a, a, a topic of conversation. It can begin to drive the initial counseling questions. Um, so if they strongly disagree that they're not afraid of death, then obviously you just begin to follow up on tell me more about that struggle. So we have a myriad of different assessments. We have some great marriage assessments, pre-marriage assessments. We have husband and wife assessments. And it's basically, for example, the wife in marriage assessment. It's just taking things out of scripture and asking a wife to rate herself on those items. For example, I will value my husband as my God-given authority and treat him accordingly. I will not try to change my husband by nagging. I will exhibit a gentle and quiet spirit. Uh, Just pulling things out of Scripture and having husbands and wives rate themselves on some pretty candid questions. And I have found this to be, you know, if I'm going to counsel someone, something that is not unusual for me to do is to read that intake prior to session and then send these to them and have them send them back to me before we ever meet in our first meeting, and it just gives me a, a basic picture of where they are on these particular issues. Yeah, that's so good. And even on the wife assessment that you used as an example, like even the questions that you have are written out underneath the scriptures that it refers back to. So, yeah. you know, it says, I will submit to my husband as to the Lord, and they have to kind of go from one to 10 on where they think that they are. And, you know, it's underneath the scripture header of Ephesians 5, 22 through 24 and 33. So you immediately are saying, I'm not just drawing this question because I just made it up, but more no. so like, here's what scripture is saying. So let's take time to actually 
um, really consider this. And then one of the things I've actually done is where you have an assessment for a wife and a husband and they'll fill it out kind of evaluating themselves. But then I'll switch the forms and have the husband fill it out for the wife and the wife fill it out for the husband. And then as the counselor, I'll compare it because here's what's interesting that I've found is, you know, the husband actually will give a strong rating to something that the wife rated themselves low on. And then all of a sudden you're able to take them right there in that counseling room and say, well, hey, he actually rated you here. And it's been really encouraging to the wife because then they realize, oh, well, maybe I'm not doing as bad as I actually thought I was. And so Mm -hmm. it allows the husband to say, and then I'll encourage the husband, tell her why, like tell her why you rated her that. And then it just opens up the door for this very um, freeing conversation, open, transparent conversation of why they are doing well in that area. And so all of a sudden that just lifts the wife's spirit. Or maybe a husband rates himself high and the wife rates him low. And so he thinks he's doing well. And obviously it I'm not picking on a role here. So, you know, this can go in reverse, but the idea of maybe that husband thinks he's doing well. And, and the, um, as Michael was eyeballing me, by the way, you know, <laughs> and, and the, and the, and then the wife rated him low. And so they got to actually say, okay, well, won't you speak to, into it and say, Hey, where, where do you think that, why did you rate him low? And, and why did you rate yourself high? And then all of a sudden they realize that how they see that question and how they, evaluate how that question has walked out is completely different. So where he thinks he's doing well, she's at, she's actually been hurting for a long time because, you know, she ha- they haven't been able to communicate that to one another that they actually just, this is all the only reason why there's conflict in this particular area is just because they see it differently. And so now it opens yeah. the doors to an open conversation for them to kind of meet somewhere in the middle for him to be like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this, but I also need to add these particular elements and how she views this. And then obviously at all, always coming back to evaluating it to the word of God. Um, so that's like another thought or example of how it can be used. And then there's like an assessment for an example of one that says uh, God's word assessment. And so, uh, you know, I like this one because um, you, it, it asks questions like, let me see the example here. I seek to live my life according to the truths of scripture. Um, I, uh, scripture gives direction for all issues of my life. God's word is the standard by which I measure all other ideas. Well, a lot of this time we read the scripture and we think that we're doing okay, but sometimes when we do an evaluation in this way and you see this written out, like God's word is the standard by which I measure all other ideas. We might feel conviction in a way of saying, you know what? I actually am not. I'm actually just kind of writing my task list and my goals and just kind of the way I understand it. And I haven't spent any time in prayer on these things. And now I realize this is an area that now that I've taken time to really evaluate it, I can be specific in taking this to the Lord and asking my friends and people who are walking with me to pray specifically in this area. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so I, I love I love that assessment can be used in that way, too. Do you have any other feedback on that? No, I love uh, that's a very powerful assessment. And a lot of people aren't even thinking about these questions as it, re- as it regards scripture. So um, that's probably just a good one as a biblical counselor to probably almost get to every single person that we're seeing. And again, I just want to emphasize uh, to anyone out there, if you're not a member, I mean, you can, you can become a member of the association of biblical counselors at christiancounseling.com and you'll gain access to all kinds of uh, different resources. And what I really appreciate about all of our resources, especially these assessments is that um, you don't have to have a PhD to utilize them. They're very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're just taking their answers as a matter of fact and, and just 
exploring where you're recognizing that there are struggles. Uh, so if you're interested in becoming a member, uh, becoming exposed to this kind of uh, these kinds of resources for your own ministry, I, I strongly encourage you to go to our website and uh, check out our member benefits and maybe consider joining uh, the ABC family. That's really good. And I, I love that. I love the fact that anybody can use this. And, 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 you know, in a lot of these questions, it's not like an exhaustive list, you know, so as a counselor, you can absolutely read these questions and make it your own, add your own questions and a part of the evaluation or, um, but, you know, I do like that when I have went into a counseling room where you, it's a, it's a really quick data gathering type of way in a way that you can easily as a counselor, just grab that piece of paper after they've done it and just look at the numbers and know exactly where to target on whether they rated mm-hmm. something a one to a 10, you can know if it's either below the five or above the five, you know, it kind of gauges really quickly what questions to go in depth in depth with. And as a counselor and as a pastor, you know, we're limited at time sometimes when we're spending time with them. So it's good to really have things, tools like this to be able to, to already know how to target really quickly. Um, but, you know, even taking it up a, a notch, there's an assessment as sex is worship. And on it, you have a list of words and there are words that are, you know, words about with genitalia and pleasure and, um, you know, words like orgasm and words that we wouldn't necessarily use in the counseling room. And you then have questions of assessments to say, when I consider the words above, I'm reminded of God's goodness and that he has created such pleasure as found in the act, act of sexual union. How beautiful is that to take words that some of us might be uncomfortable to communicate in the church and actually look at it from offering a question and an evaluation assessment type of way that you're, you're taking this and, and stirring their, stirring these words back to God's word, God's goodness, God's creativity, uh, really how God designed certain things. Um, so anyway, yeah. so the assessments, there's a variety of them address different topics. They can be used in so many different ways um, in the counseling room, in the life of the church. So we just kind of wanted to give you a little bonus episode to just really encourage you to look through that um, and, and maybe give practical examples of how to use it in the room. Michael, do you have any feedback of how maybe you could use, um, that you've used any in, in the counseling room or as a pastor? Yeah. Um, I, there's one on fear of man. Yeah. These are, these are all really good assessments and I've used several of them, um, depending on obviously my cases, but, um, a lot of them have proved to be extremely helpful because again, going back to some other things that we shared, uh, in our previous podcast is a lot of times people haven't taken time to be intentional with their thought life and evaluating things, honestly. And so for them to, you know, sit down and think through this stuff and actually engage with somebody else to help them walk through this stuff is extremely helpful. And then obviously the marital one um, is really helpful too, the one that you shared and having both spouses realize that their perceptions are off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, And how they score each other versus themselves. And then and then walking them through that and letting them know like, yeah, you're probably going to be surprised, but don't take it personal or be offended by it. Like learn from it, like right, use this as exactly. an opportunity, use this as an opportunity to grow with one another, because what this demonstrates is you feel like, you know, things, but you really haven't taken the time to know it from the other person's perspective. You just judge. And then all of a sudden it reveals that spirit of judgment that we oftentimes have um, in ourselves. And so these are huge tools uh, to kind of help 
with um, just finding that self-reflection, that self-confrontation. And then ultimately, you know, because I mean, we, you know, we know this is biblical counselors in order to for things to really get good. We have to really know the full extent of some things before we can honestly deal with stuff. And then these assessments really help accomplish that. Yeah. And even back to that marriage example that I gave where they might have rated each other differently um, and how that could play out in two different ways. There's also those that they've kind of rated themselves both low. Right. And so they kind of they're they're owning it and realizing it. But then once you get through that and maybe they have three or four of those areas that they're in agreement that they need to improve upon, as the counselor, you can ask them, okay, well, tell me now where you think would be a good starting point for which one would you want to start with and how would you actually do that? And then, and then have the time where you get both of their inputs and have them reach and uh, help really just guide them instead of telling them, but guiding them in a way of, well, where do you think would be a good start for the both of you? And that way, when they leave the counseling room, they're, you're, they're in unity of, okay, this is what we're both in agreement on a place to start. Not saying that it's going to solve everything, but taking that initial first step. And so, um, it, it allows your counselees to really participate in the process, I think, versus just coming, talk, 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 and then listen to the counselor. It, it, it adds an element of an interactive approach. So yeah. just another thought. Yep. So definitely if you haven't, um, logged into christiancounseling.com and checked out the resources and become a member, I would strongly encourage you to do so uh, yeah. because it's they're definitely, I mean, not just at the counseling level, but um, just, I mean, even relationally within your relationships to help you gauge stuff. Yeah. So it's really and we're gonna, this, There's already a lot on there already, but we're going to continue to add a new material as, as it's created. If you go to the website and you actually see a hole, um, feel free to email us and give us that suggestion on what area that would be. And we'd be happy to provide that for you. Um, so any final thoughts, Jeremy, on assessments? No, I think that that was very helpful. And hopefully uh, those things will be useful tools in the hands of those that are out there in the Awesome. Well, just um, from us, from the Speak the Truth team, we are so thankful that you listen. We hope this podcast, among our others, has been helpful to you. We know that it is um, hard at times to continue to serve in ministry in the way that you are, but we just appreciate you. We, we um, again, hope that we, the things that we've been communicating in our conversational and crazy banter style with my <laughs> eating chips um, has been refreshing. Uh, but again, thank you for all that you're doing and uh, keep speaking the truth.